Welcome, everybody. This is Matt Rinke, the founder of Illumination Wealth. I am very excited to uh, bring you another conversation with another very influential thought leader and friend of mine, Dr. Kristen Kale. Dr. K is the CEO of Navigate HCR, uh, which is an ACA and benefits compliance consulting company. She has years of experience in the industry, knows all of the ins and outs, and this is extremely timely as there are so many things going on with companies, their hiring and firing decisions uh, regarding, you know, just keeping their companies stable and alive, as well as all of the paycheck protection programs. Uh, beyond that, uh, Dr. K has been named like the most influential person in, in the benefits world, as well as recently dropped her first and published her first book. Uh, she's also a leader in the San Diego entrepreneurial community, a board member of Entrepreneurs Organization. So very excited to have Dr. K here. Dr. K, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here today in my home office, and I have my dogs outside the door, like everybody I'm sure that does all these calls. So no kids running around, just dogs running around today. Yeah, we've had dogs interrupt, you know, be a part of these conversations, <laughs> and that's what it's all about. So uh, they're welcome to join us anytime, anytime. So with your expertise being, you know, HR and benefits, I think one of the things that we all need to know as business owners, a lot of companies are laying off people furloughing people, then they need to potentially bring people back uh, for certain reasons and loan reasons. You know, what do, you know, employers and business owners need to know right now regarding, you know, best practices for, you know, termination or rehiring as it relates to, this, mm -hmm. you know, cor coronavirus? Yeah, thanks for that kickoff question for sure, because I get it every day. Yeah. So the first thing that I would probably talk about is the furlough conversation. Mm. Furloughs in the past, have been used for governmental entities. We haven't seen a lot of furloughs in the private sector. So this is the first time that a lot of private businesses are scratching the surface around a furlough conversation. So a couple things that I always want people to remember on a furlough. The first thing is you have to have an end date and a bringing back date, meaning you have to have a date that you bring that person back. So just be aware that when that person goes out on furlough, you have to have those two dates established. The one tricky thing that is not, um, uh, not talked about yet here at COVID-19, and that is there is usually a time period that you have to give advanced notification of the furlough. And the mm. Department of Labor really likes that advanced notice notification to be about 60 days. But with COVID, because of the impact, there wasn't a 60-day notice. So just be aware that your furlough paperwork got to be clean. Really, it, wow. you've got to have documentation of when you're, when you're letting the person go, when you're bringing the person back, that person would be eligible for unemployment. Unemployment does not have a furlough category. They've got a laid off and termination category. And, and here in California, we have yet to update some of the unemployment documentation and questions, for example, they are still asking if you're looking for a job, which is not a requirement of COVID-19 for unemployment. So mm. just be aware that we're still, still dealing with a little bit of an antiquated system when it comes down to bringing that person to unemployment and getting eligible for unemployment. So furlough's a little bit trickier than the others. Terminations, yep. uh, reduction of hours, reductions of pay, all of those things sort of fall into the same category where everything needs to be notified in writing 
to that past employee or that current employee. If you are going to bring them back and bring them back at a limited scale, they could still be eligible for unemployment based on the hours that they're working for you and the hours that they still don't have. So yep. just be aware that there are some things that you need to think about with regards to laid off and terminations, which are a little bit cleaner than a furlough. The other category that I'm sure you want me to talk about, and that is employee benefits. Yep. So on the employee benefit side, what we're seeing mainly on the medical side is that your carrier, your insurance carrier, medical carrier is going to dictate how many days that person can be out of work in order to stay on the medical policy. And mm. normally we see 30 days is the limit. Now there are some carriers that are coming out with different types of qualifications for that, but just be aware that your medical carrier is going to dictate that insurance scenario. Your employees that are terminated have always access to COBRA or CalCOBRA for the smaller companies that are under 19 employees. So just be aware that they will have access to that, but they also will have access to Covered California, which right now Covered California can take it as a qualifying event. They can go out to Covered California. They can say they're at either zero income or income that's coming from unemployment and it looks at their wages with regards to that premium payment. So it might even be more affordable for them to go to Covered California. Sure, yeah. So I can see a couple of issues like companies jumping to potentially furlough when this is a health crisis. How do we know what the end date is when we actually can bring them back and make that a good business decision? So if we say come back June 15th, but what if we're still sheltering in place or what if the demand of our business is so low that all of a sudden we're bringing all these employees back but there's nothing for them to do that that's exactly correct and that i think is why people jump to furlough as the first category and i would say to them jump to termination or jump to a layoff as your first category because you can always bring them back you don't have that date written in stone you didn't have to worry about that advanced notification and they wouldn't have to worry about obviously some of those scenarios. So have that honest conversation with your employees that yes, I'd love to bring you back. I'd love to bring you back when we're open back up, which I'm sure another conversation that you're having is what happens when you get funded with your PPP, which Absolutely. is part of it. And we're still in a, in a stay home environment where you can't bring your employees back or your employees don't have any work to do. So I think right. there's a lot of different factors that are coming into play and a cleaner factor for on the HR side is certainly doing that termination or that layoff and then bringing them back when either we're reopened or when you have business to bring them back to. Understood. And as, as we're talking about this, you know, the PPP or the Paycheck Protection Program, one of the main factors of how to get the most valuable component of it, the forgiveness, is by having your employees back that you let go or restoring those jobs by June 30th. Something that showed up for certain clients and friends of mine is that they might have lower, I would call it lower earning employees who don't want to come back because they're getting more money on unemployment. Uh, how do they, how could they address this? Cause that's a huge part of them being able to be, uh, to maximize this forgiveness. Is there anything that can be done? Yeah, so on the unemployment side, just so that you're aware, that additional $600, um, it started April 1st, and I have heard that people have started seeing that in their checks. Uh, so just be aware of that either in their checks or their debit cards, depending upon how they're getting paid on unemployment. 
So some people are actually getting more money uh, on being on unemployment, but it will be only that four month period. So right. I think with regards to looking at how to spend the PPP money, if they've received it yet, or if they're going to receive it here shortly, they're going to have to look at some creative solutions, bringing back employees part-time or actually hiring new employees that have never been in their business that are interested in their company and maybe have loyalty to them um, or can build loyalty to them that they just want to work because there's lots of employees out there for sure that just want to work. So right. I think uh, business owners have to be clear with, am I able to hand a manual, and it doesn't have to be a physical manual, but am I able to hand a manual over to somebody else other than this person who says, I don't want to come back right now because I'm making more money on unemployment. So if I hire somebody new, how quickly can you get that person up to speed? Now, right. it, shows, it shows a little bit of loyalty with regards to the business owner, and I'm a business owner also, that if an employee says that to you and certainly has that conversation with you, that would make me think twice about bringing that employee back with regards yep. to are they actually invested in the company and invested in the business. Completely. Yeah, I think when somebody says I'm making more, it's just showing you what type of perhaps person they are and what type of, are they an A player? Are they a C player and during this period of time? Who are they, you know, how are they trying to help the community, help the company, help themselves? throughout this process. So yeah, certainly some nuances to uh, getting, you know, maximizing this and a lot of unintended consequences from the, how this bill or paycheck protection program loan was written. Now, another, you know, question that I have surrounding that is we may have let an employee go and terminated an employee. Now we need to bring them back. Is it as simple as just turning their payroll back on? Are there other mm. steps that the employer needs to do other than just like, let me go to QuickBooks payroll or turn out some of my payroll company that we hired, you know, somebody back. What has to happen to legitimately bring them back? Yeah. So there is a few things that I would tell you to do. The first thing is there's a one page reinstatement, um, bringing them back that basically you as a business owner get to decide what date of hire you're going to use. So why this is important, and I'm sure you know this, is mainly important around a 401k vesting schedule, right? Mm -hmm. So yep. if you're going to start over with a new date of hire, that means this person is going to start over with a new vest. So just be aware that you, as a business owner, have to determine what date of hire you're going to honor with that employee and have a signature for you and that employee. Now, obviously, mm -hmm. if it's less than 30 days, your 401k yep. vendor may not have any issues with it. If it's more than 30 days, you may have to ask for an exception to those rules. Just the same with your employee benefits. Now, you and I know a lot of people that fit into a PEO environment, an Oasis or a Trinet, where it's dual ownership. The employees yep. are owned by both companies. Trinet or Oasis is going to dictate a lot of those rules. So I know for a lot of business owners that are looking to bring employees back, you're going to want to have the conversation about, can I reinstate that actual date of hire, or is it the new date of hire that they're coming back with? But it's always a great time to look at your paperwork. And I'm here to tell you, nobody does HR paperwork correctly. No business owner does HR paperwork correctly. I'm here to tell you. If you have a one-page offer letter, not, not cutting it. You, you know not you've heard that. me say this before. It's not cutting it. Oh, yeah. So 
it's a good time to review your offer letter. It's a good time to review your handbook. It's a good time to get signatures on that information. It's a good time to maybe update your I-9 and your W-4 so that if the DOL is asking for additional paperwork about these employees, you can actually provide governmental documents about these employees. So it's a good time to update a lot of that information. It's a great time to update KPIs. Right? It's, a it's a great time to have a conversation with those employees about what they weren't doing correct and how to make them an A player. So I, I think at this point, there's a lot of conversations that you can be having to clean it up. And it's not as simple as I'm just going to flip on a switch and bring these employees back. I think as a business owner, it would be having a great conversation about what, what I'm lacking in this department in order to bring these employees back. Wholeheartedly, yeah. There's a huge opportunity for people that might have a slower time because of where they are to really shore up their business fundamentals, their business foundation in these areas, uh, whether it's even business strategy, HR, compliance, a lot of these things that don't get tended to. Now is the time to, you know, set, get the plate, you know, slate clean and really make it, uh, get it in place going forward. So I think another thing that I think about is we're making these termination decisions rehiring decisions you know with that furlough there's you want to have that date where they need to come back but part of this paycheck protection program also has you have to spend the funds within this eight week period of time and a lot of business owners don't know what their business is going to look like eight weeks so then they might hire people back but only to know that eight weeks do they let them go again if they're you know if they own a massage therapy parlor you know massage you know therapy place and people aren't coming in for massages, do they need to let the massage therapist go eight weeks down the road? And how do they maintain compliance? How does their, you know, mm. they help their employee? How do they keep morale? Uh, so many things that I guess unpack that I would ask you about as an entrepreneur yourself, as well as, you know, can they just fire them again and terminate them again at that point when the business is still slow? Yeah, boy, do we have hours to talk about that one? Because this is a good <laughs> one for sure. So. So let me unpack some of that for sure. So I would tell you with regards to the Department of Labor, and you and I work in this space quite a bit, the Department of Labor ultimately is going to be, in my opinion, my crystal ball, the dictator of who is going to have that funds forgiven, right? So the Department mm -hmm. of Labor is going to come out with some kind of formula, some kind of form, some kind of data that needs to go to the Department of Labor. If we're continuing to be shut down, there's going to be, in my opinion, some kind of categorization that says we were shut down from this period to this period. I took yeah. the PPP money because it ran out and I'm taking it when I got it. I got approved to take it. I might as well take it. And there's going to be some kind of documentation for that. But yeah. back to your example of a massage parlor or massage <laughs> center yeah. or whatever you want to yeah. call it, a massage area <laughs> that I'm missing desperately. <laughs> Right, a I can't spa. wait for them to open. Can't call wait. it a spa. <laughs> <laughs> right, I love that. Okay, so so if a restaurant or massage they're not open, yeah. then there isn't necessarily a need for those employees. Now, there could be right. need for another type of employee, and that could be, you know, an administration employee. There could be also some social media people that are yep. hired or whatever it is. But with regards to actual true employees, if it's not going to be open, there's going to have to be, in my opinion, some justification for that, that I took the money, but I couldn't open. And that's why I think we're going to start seeing here shortly 
most states having some type of soft opening for restaurants and for businesses. We're already seeing it on the East Coast. We're going to yeah. have to start seeing some opening for people to actually get that loan forgiveness for hiring those employees back for sure. But it's yeah. interesting times to be talking about that you've got money. I mean, one of the questions that I get is I got the PPP. Now, should I bring back my employees? And my question is, will, it will bringing back your employees increase your revenue right now? Right. Yeah. Because our, yeah. if people aren't buying what you're selling right now, then why bring your employees back unless they're going to be buying what you're selling? Completely. Yep. And I think that's a, a lot of companies, they don't have, they won't have the demand even if they bring the employees back. And that's kind of the, a big issue with how this thing was written. But, you know, we, we got to find a way to make the things work as best as possible for ourselves. And yeah, certainly unique times. So I can understand with for your business, you know, working and consulting to other businesses, you know, you see, you probably are, you know, have more going on than at other times where your business might have grown, but at the same time, there might be employers that are, you know, closing and shutting down or how are you navigating your own company, navigating HDR through this environment uh, with your team, with your company, and you know, keeping everybody strong and stable? Yeah, it's a great question for sure. So, you know, we have clients that always are going to have to file to some governmental entity that we will always do for them. So, be it you know the ACA reporting, be it DOL reporting, 5500s, whatever it is, those will never go away, right? So, our government always has some kind of data. But what we're finding is that um, we're taking a sensitivity approach on it and that we're calling our clients and just checking in. We're not necessarily asking about renewals. We're not necessarily asking them about do they want to renew or don't want to renew. We're just taking a pulse. How are you guys yep. doing? Is there anything we can do to help? Are you having any employee issues that we can help you with? Um, do you need any paperwork or toolkits? So two of my teammates, have really jumped on and have done great webinars. Tuesdays and Thursdays, they created an answer base for all of the employers that are out there. We really jumped to the forefront because any kind of legislation is always in our, in our back pocket, right? That's what we do. So I think with regards to our clients, you know, how we're sort of staying motivated is we know we're down a little bit with regards to renewals, but we're getting new clients in for new services that we've created. So we've pivoted a little bit. We are checking in with our clients and we know ultimately we'll have a longer renewal cycle this year with our clients than we would normally have. So I think, you know, just be aware of that renewal cycle or the sales cycle is probably going to be a little bit longer for everybody. Um, yep. Even if our product is, you know, jumping off the shelf and hot cakes, it's still going to be a little bit longer for everybody, right? People want to hang on to their cash for obvious reasons. So yep. one of the things that I do as a business owner is the majority of our company either already has worked from home or mm -hmm. if we had an office, you know, we have a few people here and a few people there. So we are just doing a connection every Friday, and it's just uh, just a connection. It doesn't have to be anything about work. Um, it doesn't have to be anything at all. We're, we're finding these YouTube videos that we're sharing. Um, we're finding, you know, other interesting things that we're talking about. We're, I'm making sure that everybody's family is he healthy, and if there's anything that they need that they don't want to go out to the store and get, I'll go out to the store and get it for them. So I've sent out no. toilet paper and hand sanitizer and all those other things. But um, Friday afternoon for 45 minutes, 
just having the conversation, checking in, making sure everybody's good, and not really talking about business. Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, uh, you dropped some really interesting, great insights from just being there for your clients, just how can you help them and be of service. And I think at this stage, instead of growth, it's about retention and just being there with no strings attached. Like, how can we help you during this period of time? It's so valuable to be able to make quick decisions and pivoting or finding new opportunities to, you know, grow revenue or maintain revenue with new service or product offerings and then keeping the team connected uh, just through, you know, having these virtual chats or whatever the things you're doing. That's, that's what we're trying to do. We've always been prepared to be remote here. Uh, we've, you know, but we've always had maintained being in the office, but with the ability to be flexible. So now it's, you know, having Friday lunches together and doing a yoga, you know, once a week and just having, having more, you know, community time as a company, uh, despite the distance. So, uh, certainly very, very, very cool. Great insights. Thank you. So I also know that you wrote a book, uh, and you, you published your first book recently. Can you just share a little bit about what that is? I know you, you well, there it is. <laughs> what, what inspired you to write it and what's this about and who's it for? Yeah, it's great question. So motivation with a no, and the tagline is using the power of no to create your first million dollars. So it's really about my journey. As a business owner, I've owned three, three different companies, in my, one in my 20s, one in my 30s, one in my 40s, and I've successfully sold all three of those companies. And I was always build and sell. It's always sort of my, my thing that I like to do. I, I come in, I like to build, I like to build the process, I like to then you know, turn around and sell it and move on to the next. But it was really my journey about all of the people that told me no, including mm. myself. So including my head and, and my head game and everything along those lines. So it's definitely geared towards female business owners. Um, so it's a seriously funny guide. If people that know me, I like to say I'm extremely funny. Um, but it's a seriously funny business guide that has some great humor, but it also drops a lot of questions and knowledge. And it's a book that, as I like to say, women can keep in their purse. It's little. You can keep it in your purse. And it's got some great questions at the end of every single chapter. So I wrote it just with the intent of every other person or every other business owner that's out there that's a female business owner that's been told no in their life. And we need more female business owners. And so my goal is to really say to them, I was told no, and here's all the times I was told no, and I was still able to succeed. So I would love people to pick that up and, and certainly go to my website, uh, drkristenkale.com, in order to get the book. And I've got a fun workbook coming out here shortly, too. So I'm excited awesome. about that. That's great. Awesome. Yeah, I must read for sure. It was three successful business exits, so much to glean from you and your experience. So uh yeah, absolutely. Check that out. And I guess you talked about the book title has making your first million uh, or making a million dollars, you know, coming out of this, what are you going to do or what, you know, what would you do differently with your business finances or personal finances, having just experienced what we've experienced, this crisis, what would you do differently with, the, with mm -hmm. those two aspects of your financial life going forward? Yeah, I, I was um, sort of shocked with how many people you and I know that closed their business within a week of COVID. Mm -hmm. So it was a little bit shocking to me that there yeah. wasn't a pivot that was changed or there wasn't enough money in the, in the account to have in arrears in order to actually keep their businesses afloat. So I was a little 
shocked with how much we've really seen in that movement. Now, some people obviously couldn't um, predict the restaurant shutting down and some of those other things shutting down, but there's some pivots that I think you've got to be able to make. So during this time, I think it's about being unfrozen. I could sing the song if you want me to, but I sound horrible. But uh, let, it, let it go, right? The, the frozen song. So oh, yeah. I, I, I feel like business owners are in two categories, right? They're either frozen and they're waiting on, on things, whatever those are, or they're pivoting and they're making decisions and they're going and jumping off the ledge like they always do, right? So we, yep. we always go down that path where we're jumping in a bungee jump, maybe without a cord or maybe we grab the cord halfway down. Um, so I think for me, you know, one of the things that I always like to do is design products. So we've designed three or four products around COVID-19. We've designed toolkits around COVID-19. So there's been some things that we have shifted and added to our portfolio in order to help during this time. There's documentation for our government that needs to happen. So those are things that are in our wheelhouse for sure. So yep. I think at this point, being able to pivot and have a pivot and actually think about the pivot, but also mm. ca cash is king. You gotta have cash mm. in the bank and cash has got to be there. So, you, so six months is not necessarily gonna cut it with regards to all your expenses. It may be eight months, it may be 10 months, it may be a full year that you need. But, but right. it, sh it, was shock it was shocking to me how many people couldn't even sustain a week, two weeks, three weeks, or four weeks, which tells me, obviously, there wasn't any pivoting that was happening or there wasn't any cash in the bank. Right. Yeah, I know. So eye-opening. I mean, you hear these statistics on, like, personal finances, like the 50% of Americans, you know, can't even handle a $500 emergency. But then, you know, we're in a world, you know, fortunately around really, you know, have had successful entrepreneurs and have good businesses and then you see things being closed so quickly and it's like well what what was going on what, what how are their finances who is guiding and advising them um because i think that there's a lot of opportunity and it sounds daunting six months of expenses like and that can't happen overnight but we've got to have the right functional budget to be building that over the good years like build that over time it doesn't have to happen overnight but we need to make a conscious effort to build those reserves into our budget which show to be invaluable it doesn't feel as valuable it feels like i can spend this on my lifestyle but we need mm -hmm. that to be able to have a you know, lifestyle for a lifetime and have your business for a lifetime so yeah, yeah. One, 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 one other thing i would add too is i would also add looking at your contracts that you have with your clients mm -hmm. right so changing them to reoccurring revenue um if yeah. you just have a lump lump sum product that it becomes recurring revenue changing it to a longer term, right? The 12 months, 24 months, whatever it is, automatic renewals or automatic services yep. that, that go through. So I think there's some definite things that people can clean up. I think right now is a really good time if you're not frozen to look at that pivot and to actually say, if everything shuts down for six months, eight months, what would I do as a business owner, right? And, and how would I actually do business as a business owner? So I think it's a great time to really examine a lot of different areas of your business, HR obviously being one of them, but also to understand how you're handling your cash and how you're handling that in your business because cash is king. Yeah, absolutely. Now, thank you so much for all of your insights from compliance HR to how you are navigating your team and your business successfully through this. I, I really appreciate it. So a couple of things, I just wanna know, 
can the people who are listening access or be a part of those webinars that you mentioned your team are doing? How do they find you? How do they, you know, get access to that information? Where do they get your book? Uh, what, absolutely. What yeah, absolutely. They can be part of those. We've got it all on our social media. So the best one to go to for us, number one is LinkedIn. So navigatingcr.com. Yeah. And then my personal profile is Kristen Kale. So it's Dr. Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-I-N. I'm a 10 and not a 10, I like to say. And then the last name is Kale, K-A-H-L-E. Pronounced like the vegetable, but not spelled like the vegetable, thankfully. So, and then my, then my website for my book is uh, uh, drkristinkale.com. And certainly be aware they can order that there. And it's on Amazon and, and paperback and Kindle. And actually, I read it. So it's an audio book with my voice. So hopefully you're not too annoyed by my voice, but it's certainly there too. That's awesome. No, great resources. I know people will love being in touch with you. You're such a leader and valuable resource for, for me and for our you know, business community. So thank you for that. And, you know, I'm sure we'll need to pick up on this again with some new topics in the near future. So thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Anytime you want me back, I will be here. Sounds great. All right. Thank you. That was awesome. I appreciate it. That was great. Anytime you let me know what other topics you need and I'll certainly jump on for sure. Sounds good. No, much appreciated. Yeah, I'm sure it's cool to see some of the changes of the, you know, the toolkits of the new things that you're doing and just including because, you know, in your business repertoire right now, I mean, people have to, you know, people have to find yeah. that way. By the way, your uh, PPP uh, spreadsheet was great. I looked at it today. Um, I think it's definitely great. I, I certainly would make sure that you've got your logo on every single one of those spreadsheets <laughs> and, and make it so that people know how to get back in touch with you. Um, yeah. but, it's, but, it's, but it's a great tool to give out. I think you should just definitely you know, blast it out however you can blast it out, but uh, just make sure to link every single one of those spreadsheets back to you somehow. Yeah, no, good point. I should probably yeah get our webpage and some detailed information on there. Yeah, it's a good. And I, I changed it a little bit because I realized I only had like 10 employees and, you know, I, I made it so it like, has, you know, 30 or 40 rows of employee payroll stuff. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, just like, you know, you can see the impact if you only have 50% of your company back. Like, then, then I go back to, all right, now I can see what my forgiveness is versus what's my revenue projection. Like, is it even worthwhile for me to spend any of this money? And it might not be. Like, uh, you know, so it's a, it's a good little tool. So, yeah. well, and the other thing is, people may want to hang on to it until, you know, the, the eight weeks after they get the loan, right? Or wait the, mo the last possible day in order to spend it or to do anything along those lines. I mean, I, I, I don't know how, I, I know the SBA is not gonna collect the data. There's no way. So yeah. if anybody is gonna collect it, it's gonna be DOL and DOL is gonna come up with some stupid formula in order to collect it and some stupid form in order to actually submit it. Right, yeah, I know. It's gonna be interesting to see how this all unfolds. You know, things are gonna change and you know, hopefully more guidance and clarity and the companies that have those issues of bringing people back and still use this in a way that's productive for them without being penalized. Um, yep. In some respect. So wonderful. So, well, so, so sidebar, make sure that you have registered for execution day on May 8th. Um, so, so make sure you go on to the portal and do that. We're, we're giving yeah. gift bags out that, that day or the week of. 
So it's all going to be virtual with some breakout sessions and that kind of stuff. So just make sure that you've registered for that and make sure your address is updated, your home address or your work address is updated so we can deliver those, those care packages. Perfect. Yeah, sounds good. Should be, uh, it's a little bit refined in terms of time. It's a shorter session, but yeah, it'll be, I've never used like the Zoom where they guess there's those breakup groups or breakout rooms and, and good. that'll be great. Yeah, it's, it, they, they have a shortened version. It's nine to three, and they're going to take uh, breaks every, I think, hours is what it sounds like for, you know, 15, 20, 30-minute breaks. So you're just not sitting in front of a Zoom camera the whole time. So right. it, it, And there's two trainers, so they're going to conduct different breakout uh. sessions and exercises. So they've got a lot of exercises that they're going to do. Um, so it should actually be really, I hope, really good. We're, we're yeah. going to try it. Yeah, this is where we're at. we got to make the best of it. So, yeah, sounds great. That's right. That's right. Good. All right, my friend, let me know if you need anything you. else. It was great to see you. I like the beard, by the way. Yeah, thank you. Yes, I appreciate it. And I'll get everything over to you and share everything. We'll probably get it all done for tomorrow. And so I'll get it all okay. dialed in. Great. Thank and, you. Yeah, and I'll, and I'll get my social media people to post it on all of our stuff. Perfect. Sounds great. Awesome. Thanks, Matt. Have a good one.